Welcome back, everybody, to Tailgates and Turnovers, the official film crew college football podcast. Coming back from a long hiatus, I'm your host, Tyler, joined tonight by Bennett, Jake, and Charlie. What's going on, fellas? Just having a uh, good night, man. Yeah, I'd be like the I'd like to be the first person to congratulate Charlie for breaking hundred. We're not talking golf, we're talking bowling. <laughs> there we hey, go. 109. Personal bets are always welcome here. Bennett, how's uh, you're out in Vegas right now, aren't you? Dude, I'm I'm out here. Living it up. Uh, this is day two. I got here about I don't know, noon yesterday. I'm exhausted. Like it's four days here too hard. much. Yeah, are, are you guys Vegas much. guys? I've never been. You, no, I did a bachelor party to. there, and that was uh, that was plenty. I have never been, but I know that people religiously go, and I want to be one of those people one day. <laughs> yeah. Listen, so like um, on on the sports book like aspect, like it's so nice being able to walk down, place a bet, and like get cash immediately after. Cash it but, right there. Uh, congratulations to Pat for gifting me his lock of the day yesterday, which was Iowa State, who blew a 23-point lead to lose. So that was my – I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm just Never doing a lot, of, a lot of work. I was yeah. there during uh, the Sweet 16 and the first weekend of the Frozen Four at the same time. Oh, my God. And yeah. I went, I believe, <clears throat> 0 for 9 on uh, the Saturday on sports bets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, just, just uh, had a had a had a weekend the rest of the time. Yeah, I mean it's it can be feast or famine out there. I yeah, I, I, I usually have to come back down here. Sorry, I, I usually have to come back down here whenever it's the uh, the first week of March Madness. Then I leave on Thursday, which is nice. So I I get to spend like the first morning games, and then I'm out of here. Yeah, and then it's, yeah, but it's, it, it gets crazy that week. It's like super packed. I believe it, man. That's I. I want to go out there for like March Madness, dude. I, I wouldn't even say that. Like, there's just so many good restaurants and like the casinos are all mm-hmm. nice. Like in like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, the, food, the food was great. The food yeah. was great. Drinks were great. Vibes were great. I just I lost money. So you know, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Uh, Jake, you doing all right? I, I'm gonna take me. Uh, I am doing fantastic. Believe it or not, we are in a blizzard right now in Texas, which uh, which means there's probably two inches of snow. <laughs> and, uh, Southerners lose their mind whenever um, it gets one degree below freezing um, because for some reason uh, that causes everyone to loot all the stores uh, because we had, we had one <laughs> meltdown where the grid went down and Never again. It just turns into World War Z out here. Yeah, I was going to say, Texas is uh, Red milk, notori- Red milk. notoriously good at handling those blizzards. So, hey. I was in um, I was in Cancun whenever like Ted Cruz down there when all this stuff was happening. So many people from Texas and Dallas in particular, and like one guy I was on the elevator with, he's like, he got a phone call. He's like, well, shit, my pipes just burst. He's like, I can't go home. Nothing I can do about it. I was going to figure it out when I get yep. there. <laughs> now yeah. you get there in time to save it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Well, yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing pretty well. Over the past couple of weeks, we've had a had a few bigger, biggish news stories pop up. I mean, obviously, pretty much the whole transfer window, or at least half of the transfer window, has come and gone here. But uh, just in some other news before we go there, uh, Stetson Bennett, national champion, 
two-time national champion, got arrested for uh, public intox. Great video out there of him just <laughs> getting wrecked. So that's uh, yeah, that's always fun to see them celebrating. But you know, he's twenty-seven; he can handle it. Twenty-seven, twenty-five. What, right? like, yeah, he's like twenty-five. Still bad. Yeah, old enough. Yeah, still bad. Yeah, I mean, for a fan base that barks at children, um, I'm sure that he reacted entirely rationally uh, under the influence of alcohol at uh, a city that's very close in proximity to TCU. Yeah, I can't imagine him not being able to handle himself. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, behavior. yeah, I did my research on this one from a, a draft perspective and got a great quote from a, a Cowboys scout who said, he's a 5'10 guy, so you're already going to have some scouts start knocking him. He's not tall. Now he's out drinking till the world looks flat. Now he's out till <laughs> 6 in the morning. Now all of a sudden, all of a sudden things are stacking up against him. But beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Someone will take a shot on him. Oh. So, yeah, that's some expert talent evaluation from the scouts there. <laughs> How dare a super senior party after he won the national championship? Who's right. to say he wasn't just down in Johnny Walker Blue with Jerry Jones himself? Exactly. No reason not to. But, uh, but yeah, so that's always fun. Glad he's safe and everything like that. But, he's I mean, he's partying. Like, who cares? But next up, we have uh, something that actually just popped up today. Uh, Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb announced that he was staying at the school despite being pursued pretty heavily by Alabama this week. Mm. And uh, prior to them hiring the man himself, uh, Petrino, it's uh, they were he was being pursued by A and M as well. So I mean, that's that's huge for the Huskies going into next year. I had uh, I had one of my Bama buddies tell me about this. He's like, Washington's offense good. Like it was fucking awesome. Like that would have been a great hire. Um, he did send me in the text. Like he is the second or third highest paid coordinator in all of FBS. So, wow. Yeah, no real reason to leave. I mean, but Bama obviously would have paid him, and it would have been an upgrade. So, yeah. Who's, I, their, who's their quarterback next year? Probably. probably he's coming back. No shit. Yeah. No, yeah. Club is loaded. Oh. Next year's right. that's why that's why is... Keyword left, I guess, because yeah. Penix is coming back. It's the Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> the Deborah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I they they're returning a lot of guys this coming year too. Like it's going to be a very experienced on the very experienced at least on the offensive side of the ball. So yeah, uh, it might just with the amount of money that he's making, he might just be comfortable giving it one last shot and then you know getting a head coaching gig somewhere, which I'm sure he's going to get quite a few looks there. Oh yeah, I mean from from Penix coming back to UCLA and USC. And then Oregon State on the rise as well. Bo Nix coming back. Like those are we're in some, for some really, really fun offensive Pac twelve after dark shootouts next year. Pac twelve offenses are gonna be a blast next year. Like that is gonna be that's just gonna be over city. On can't the books. wait to can't wait to record those and watch them when I wake up after a nice night of sleep. Um, oh yeah, definitely yeah. not gonna try to do this at one thirty in the morning. Whenever I get that glass of water, because I'm I'm just I have cotton mouth in the middle of the night, and then I check my phone, and I'm like, oh, it's it's the fourth quarter, and UCLA is three points down with two minutes to go. It's fifty six fifty three. Love it, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, nothing but good for the Huskies, though. Like they they've got a really they're going to have their issues on defense probably, but on the offensive side of the ball, like this between the staff and the personnel that they have on the field, like it's going to be. A ton of fun to watch them in the Pac-12. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. And then the last one, which I think a, a few of us might want to tee off on here, uh, University of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh have been accused of multiple recruiting violations by the NCAA. Uh, a couple level twos he has admitted to, or they've admitted to, and then uh, some level ones that he is fighting. So this is centered around what sounds, it sounds like there's a couple issues. One of them was the one, pretty popular story around that he bought a couple of recruits hamburgers at a local joint um, and, you know, then lied about that. Uh, I did hear something about a uh, coach being somewhere he shouldn't have been or like on a visit or something like that, or recruits being on a visit during a dead period. That might, might also be an issue, but it really feels like the big problem that the NCAA has is that Harbaugh lied to them. Which yeah. it's bullshit. Like <laughs> which wait, which, which part is bullshit? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, he's bullshit. Tell the <laughs> <Okay>. truth. <laughs> it's uh, how many times have we all seen that Will Smith that Will Smith trailer for uh, whatever his concussion. Whatever his concussion. <laughs> Tell the truth. It's like nothing happens. Literally, yeah. nothing happens. There is no punishment. You're fine. You you lose a hundred thousand dollars or something. Tell the truth, but he can't. He can't because he doesn't think he's wrong. Yeah. He's, he, it sounds like he's pulling the I don't remember or, or you know some kind of defense like that. But it's one of those things where the NCAA over the past few years, especially you know since all the NI stuff, now NIL stuff was ruled constitutional by the Supreme Court, it just seems like they've lost a lot of their bite. You know, what little bite that they had left as an organization. So why bother telling the truth and getting in trouble if you can just deny it and hopefully they don't come up with anything like it's tough because this is this just kind of reminds me a lot of what happened with jim tresswell at ohio state where some of his players got in trouble for selling selling their merchandise for tattoos and everything like that and he ended up having to resign because of it despite there being nothing really wrong with it the way we especially with the way we look at it now so <clears throat> like is is this really that big of a deal no should harbaugh have lied about it also no like that i mean it's, it, it's the same thing that happened with ohio state you know it's not the crime it's the cover-up not even not even to be like not even to defend jim trestle because god knows i'd never do that but it's like he didn't he didn't do anything personally like yeah. yes, he covered. Like the players did things, and he was like making moves to help them not get in trouble. But like he didn't do anything. Harbaugh literally did this, and it's like there's evidence that he did this. So just deal with it, man. Like you're not special. Yeah. Like just you, you're not special. Um, I want to go big brain on the burgers, and I. I think that this all actually is coming down to ego, uh, because if if you are a successful head coach or athlete historically in high school or college campuses, there's there's the cliche of oh you'll never have to buy another meal in your life because people like because you get taken care of, and I think that because there was tension with Harbaugh's uh, hot seat, let's call it at the time, and. Uh, the little brown jug in Ann Arbor was like, oh, no, that actually will be uh, 3150 Mr. Jim. Uh, the discount does not apply here. 
Uh, <laughs> here's the receipt. Yeah, but, uh, yes, you actually will be having to pay for these burgers for the recruits. Uh, he the but no, I did no, sir. I did not. I did no such thing. I did not buy those that three the three pounds of beef. I can never admit to it. Bennett, what were you gonna say? Yeah, big brain. I mean, Stetson Bennett definitely did not have to buy a beer in Dallas. I tell you what, nope. boy, <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of them for free. Then have. I don't know, in Dallas, that, Dallas might have been, that might have been hostile territory. Yeah, but yes, Grandpa, that will be three ninety five. Yeah, exactly. No, but like at the end of the day, this yeah. wasn't a big enough. Like this isn't something that is going to have any huge consequences. Like, what do you guys think is the worst that's going to happen? Even if he does, you know, get found guilty or whatever the thing, he's going to get suspended. What, like two games or something? If that, no. yeah, for their for their non conference schedule against, let's see. Nothing. Michigan 2023 schedule. Central yeah. Alabama State. <laughs> <laughs> it hey. um, I, I was saying also, guys, getting the slate, slate life queen. It sounds like Jeremy Pruitt's going to be D.C. at Alabama. Oh. I know they were going for him for a while there. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they lost both of their coordinators. I feel like this is the first time in a few years that they've lost both of their coordinators in the same year. They were forced loses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So doesn't matter. But Nick Saban's little rehabilitation rolls <laughs> on. It works. Oh, yeah, rehab clinics. It stays open. Yeah. No, it's uh. Yeah, he'll get. I mean, Harbaugh gets suspended maybe two games, and that schedule is stronger than last year. But uh, that is literally the lowest bar possible for them. Um, East Carolina Pirates, the running Rebs of UNLV, Bowling Green, and then they open up Big Ten play with oof the Rutgers Scarlet Knights at home. Buckers love it. He'll get suspended for for two games and then passive aggressively put his name out into the NFL circles once again for them to say no, we're actually not interested. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But all right, that's enough about Jim Harbaugh. So let's get to what we really came here to do for this one. We're going to keep this a, a light and short one here. We can maybe talk portal next week. Uh, give us a little more time to just kind of gather our thoughts on that. We can kind of go in depth on some of the things that happened in the portal this year and just kind of our thoughts but in the meantime what we're gonna do is we are going to do a draft we haven't done one of these in a minute no nope, so, i'm excited i'm excited too so what we've got is we're gonna do a little snake draft here and the category is going to be rivalries so uh this is all going to be college football rivalries, no basketball or anything like that. It's no NFL. So there's going to be five rounds, and the rounds are going to be, well, the categories are going to be overrated rivalries, underrated rivalries, best rivalry name, dead rivalries, and then a wild card. So with that being said, we are going to do a random, we're going to do a little randomizer wheel here, and I'm going to just talk about it. Jake, you want to do uh, dog walk rules and you actually pick your spot? I like that. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh. So, well, you still got to do the randomizer and then we'll just go from okay. there. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll just do a random wheel real quick. And y'all understand the dead one. It's pretty much like killed by conference realignment or something similar to that. Just haven't played in a certain amount of years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The first person picking their spots is Ben. I want to go first. I've got one. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to go first. Okay. 
Next up, we have got Jake. I like the wraparound to be the last pick. All right. So this is for this is for two or three. We're taking up the middle here, Charlie. Middleman. It's going to be you. Which one? Tiller. It's your pick. I'm good with either. I don't care. Uh, you got to pick one. You pick All right, D three. All right, whatever. I'll, I'll take two. All right, so the order is going to be Bennett, then me, then Charlie, then Jake, and we're going to wrap it back around. Everybody got it? I'm good. All right, Bennett, you're, you were gunning for that first pick, so let's hear it. I've got one rivalry in my first spot overall, and it's a game that you fucking know it's going to happen every year, and it's Bedlam. Can y'all guess what the fucking record is in this game? It's, is it even? No, I don't think it's I think it's a pretty bad Oklahoma, isn't it? It is 91 to 19 Oklahoma. It is yeah, not Jesus even a rivalry. Christ. Even when we think Oklahoma State is good and it's so close, Oklahoma beats the piss out of them repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. Oklahoma State's won like one out of like the last eight, even though they put up 140 points combined every time. I right, this this was I, once I saw that record, this this was easily number one overall for me and overrated. Yeah, you're picking that one for the overrated then? Yeah. I swear, okay. every single time it happens, it feels as if it's the most evenly matched, ominous skies, <laughs> just back and forth shootout possible. <laughs> um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I can't even believe it's on there. Like, look at these scores, too. It's like 33 37. 48-47, 62-52, like, and still Oklahoma ends up winning every single one of those pretty yeah. much, like, doesn't matter. Yeah, Bed it, it does feel like the competitiveness of Bedlam is kind of a recency thing. It's, I, I mean, I love that pick for, uh, for overrated there. So. Last 20 years, Oklahoma State's won three times, even though we feel like it's pretty even. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So I'm going to switch it up. This is the one that I have the fewest, I had the fewest pegs for. So I'm going to do underrated. And my underrated rivalry is going to be Baylor TCU. So Baylor TCU, a lot of hate in that one. We saw that, especially this year with TCU's playoff hopes on the line. Uh, the record, very close for, you know, teams that have kind of had their ebbs and flows in terms of how good they've been. Uh, TCU leads the series 58-53-7. So this is a pretty damn close series overall. And between that and just the the actual in-state rivalry and hate going on there, I feel like for underrated rivalries, it's just tough because every rivalry gets gassed up pretty much when it shouldn't be. Um, but this new TCU one, that was, this was my pick for underrated. Yeah, that is a great one. They're they're very they're two religious universities that are private. Um, and uh, that one that one year where TCU was left out of the playoff, I believe that that TCU Baylor game that came came down to one touchdown was just fantastic. Like right down to the wire. I, I won't ever forget that one. That was the year that uh, TCU beat the crap out of Ole Miss in the Peach yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So th those are mine. Uh, Next up, we've got Charlie. Charlie, this is your pick three here. Oof. All right. I'm going to go rivalry name, and I am going to take – this is tough. I guess, yeah, I want to take this first. I'm taking um, Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, 100 Miles of Hate. Okay. Love that one. I saw that one on the list, and I, I was like, ooh, that one, that one was on my list. 
it just it felt it felt it felt real to me because you know game like that does anybody really care about that rivalry like is anybody gonna watch that game middle tennessee western kentucky like directional southern schools no but you know who cares about that game more than anybody else in the entire world the fan of those two schools they hate each other there's no love lost yeah. between those two teams and it's reflected in the name yeah love that one that's uh yeah, there are so many good names. Out there. Names was the one I have the deepest list in the names, mm. and uh, there's there's so many good ones on there. So I, I like that one a lot. All right, and that gives Jake the wraparound picks. Jake, what's your round one pick? Well, I think that I'm I'm with Han here. I I would be absolutely devastated if I did not have this name on my board. Uh, I think that it is the most fitting for the universities. Um, it is the most fitting for the culture that we just do not understand as someone who, like, we typically just, cons there's only so much college football content we consume, um, but in the same way that this probably means the absolute world to these fans, I'm taking Montana versus Monsta Montana State, the brawl of the wild, which is just, <laughs> if you're a true college football sicko and have followed any college football Twitter account at all, you've seen pictures of those stadiums, and they're just absolutely embedded in all those mountains and, and forestry. And it, it fits and encapsulates the name Brawl of the Wild to a T. It is the most perfect pick on my board, and I could not leave this draft without having it. Hell yeah. That's a great pick. That's the ones One of, that... Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that. It's those, like you guys have already said about kind of the directional schools. Like it, It's those where you don't really get a whole lot of buzz about them until eventually they get too much like underground buzz that ESPN is like forced to cover them at some point, and then you finally get you know more casual fans noticing. Uh, Brawl of the Wild is definitely one of those, so that that's a great fucking pick. I actually found out about it from alumni J.K. Simmons. He apparently just hates that rivalry very much. In an interview, it was awesome. Um, wild, yeah. So I that's my first on my board. Uh, the next one I'm actually go that was in my deepest category. I'm going in going to go into. Um, one of the slimmest categories I have, and it's for the dead rivalry, uh, just because of conference realignment. And I'm going to take Kansas versus Missouri, the border war. Mm. Um, it's just, ever since the conference realignment happened, they both have just kind of faded away into being completely irrelevant in both their respective conferences to where it just does not matter as much. And I know they get to play each other occasionally in basketball, and you see those house-divided T-shirts uh, in the stadiums. Uh, but for the life of me, I, I don't imagine either of them being relevant at the exact same time ever again in my lifetime. They, um, they had a chance to play each other in the bowl game this year, and I think Missouri said no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I had that one on my list. That was... That was a great pick, man. All right, that comes back to me. Yes, sir. All right, I'm taking overrated rivalry, <laughs> and that would be the backyard brawl because uh, nobody cares about Pittsburgh. It's a shit institution. <laughs> They're a bad football team, and West Virginia deserves better. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That, that one was a pretty predictable pick uh, for coming from you. Is there a um, – do you have a record for that one? Uh, let me tell you. Backyard brawl record. 
But yeah, these are two teams that have very, very short windows of being relevant. And outside of that, typically just not worth talking about. Pittsburgh, really, their big thing is that they put out some legendary players. But as a team, they're just never really able to put it all together. It's 62-40-3, Pitt leading. Last 10 games, West Virginia 6-4. Yeah, that... This was my pick for this category, and I was just going to say, congrats, you guys know how to beat each other up in parking lots and burn mattresses and right. then become irrelevant in the actual meaning. Of- they don't have anything other than that, and that's just all you need to know about Pittsburgh. How about West Virginia? Again, West Virginia deserves better. I'm, ex- I'm very <laughs> excited for Penn State, West Virginia on uh, September 2nd. Labor Day Saturday this year. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, I got a wedding Friday night. I'll be loading up Saturday a.m. driving out to State College, watching the game, leaving the uh, the old ball and chain back at home. She said no, thank you. Uh, but I, I'm excited for that. But no, they to have a rivalry game with Pittsburgh. It's just a shame. <laughs> yeah, I can I can respect that pick. So that brings it to me and. Mine is mine is going to be a little weird because this one has a lot more buzz than it deserves, at least from the past like 20 or 30 years. Uh, mine is going to be the third Saturday in October, Alabama and Tennessee. What a fucking mess of a rivalry, at least in the time that we've been alive. Like this up until this year, this year is probably the worst year for me to pick this one as an overrated rivalry, considering the game that we actually got out of that this year. But I mean, what a stinker of a rivalry that this has been for a couple of decades now. I like, I, I had that in the underrated rivalry. I think it's coming back. Yeah, like I said, bad timing for me to probably make this pick, but just kind of looking at the total history of what it's been, at least for the past, like I said, past couple decades, just not been good, not been competitive. Bama's just fucking smoked them whenever they've played. And... Uh, yeah, this is probably going to be a cold take here in the next couple of years because these look like these are going to be some good games here going forward. But uh, yeah, just just not not my favorite. I, I can yeah. see where you're coming from though because I think that this last year and then just the memory of Alabama smoking cigars in the locker room are my only memories of this rivalry my entire life. Yeah, like this this year definitely has a chance to swing it back into being a really good rivalry, but. Like this, I mean, it gets joked about constantly up until this year that the Tennessee fans are the only ones that actually care about this. And like, then you have you have the one Alabama fan. The they low down, they dirty, they some snitches. <laughs> um, but outside of that, man, it's just not. It's not fun. It's, it hasn't been fun up until this year. Yeah, it was how many years in a row was it before this year? I want to say it was like. Fifteen or sixteen in a row, yeah, or some it, shit. Like when that. was Saban's first year? It was whenever he got there, like oh seven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I I'm not drafting the name, obviously, but I, I do like the name. That's just you know we're we're gonna play yeah. the third the third Saturday, and that's that's what it is. So uh, but, uh, up until this year, it was 2006 was the last time Tennessee had beat them. That's so a sixteen year gap. That covers like a lot of football fans. Well, especially like in our generation, that covers a lot of their memories of what this rivalry has been. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my overrated one, though. Okay. So, I know you've got you've got the you've got the turn. All right. So, um, crap. All right. I got I, I really didn't make a good list for this. I've just been kind of busy. 
Okay, <laughs> I'll um, I'll go wild card. This is uh, this is early, and I will go the NCAA versus paying players. It's the it's the rivalry as old as time, and <laughs> here we finally are. Uh, NIL is here, but for a long time they were up against violations just nonstop. They did not want players to get any money. Shout out to uh, the man himself, Reggie Bush, for getting his Heisman back. I think. Yeah, that's a, yeah. NCAA, they can fuck off. Oh, I was the only coach that I'll root for them against. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't think of any other ones that I really hate that much. Maybe if Urban ever came back to college, I would root for an. I'd, I'd root for an NCAA pick there. But no, I like that one a lot. All right, what's your turn? Um, I it's kind of a kind of a homer pick, but um, I'll I'll go um, rivalry name, and I will go Georgia versus Georgia Tech, which is just queen old fashioned hate. Um, <laughs> Classic. <yeah. laughs> I, I've been to this game a couple times whenever it was in Atlanta, and I mean it's just flooded. Those two schools absolutely fucking hate each other. Um, if, if you know the good word, it's, I mean, like people are yelling out nonstop, like to hell with Georgia and it, it regardless of how small Georgia tech stadium is, it, it gets pretty rowdy still, but that's, uh, that, yeah, that's where I'll go there. I dig that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great name for, well, it used to be a pretty fun rivalry every once in a while. And now it's, it's uh, turning into a little bit of an execution whenever this game gets played. <clears throat> It, it it used to be tech would tech would beat them like every third year. Yeah. Um I, I don't have the uh wins of Pedia up. Uh one second. It's it's not good, I can tell you that. Yeah, Georgia leads seventy to forty one, which isn't that yeah. bad. I mean like it's it's not it's not Bedlam where they they just don't win. Bedlam is just insanely lopsided. I Trust me, I had no idea it was that bad until I started looking up some stuff for this. But that's uh, that's a yeah, that's a brutal look. Do you think yeah. that this this rivalry has lost a little bit of its luster though? Now that Georgia Tech doesn't run the option, it's not like oh, we can beat Kirby by by playing with our left hand. Yeah, it was so much different when uh, Mark Richter was there because like, whenever <laughs> like yeah, they would have some good games and like I mean when Chan Gailey was there, they'd be able to pull it off, but um. <laughs> I still remember the game with Reggie Ball where he threw the fucking ball out of bounds on fourth down. <laughs> or, you know, he spiked it on fourth down, my fault. And they were, like, driving to win the game. Just all-time Detroit line, Reggie Ball. Love it. Yeah, no, that's a great – That's a great. you're drafting that for your name, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. name. Yeah, I like that one a lot. <clears throat> all right, I'm actually going to follow you up by picking a name here. And uh, this is just – it's such an on-brand name for this rivalry and the two schools involved. Uh, I'm going with Farmageddon. Yes. Yes. Iowa State and Kansas State. Like, what could be a more perfect fucking name for that rivalry? Um, I, that one that one was locked to me. If I was, if it didn't get picked before I had a chance to, that was going to be my top, my best pick there. It's a good one. I mean, like, it's shit, man. That game this year sucked. It was, what, 9-7? to seven? Yeah. <laughs> But what could be more on brand with a farming name with two Midwest schools that just hate each other? Yeah. I mean, Kansas State and Iowa State just that. What do you think of when you think of those two states? Fucking corn farms or farms in general. Like, 
just perfect. So yeah, that's my that's that's my name pick there. So Han, you are up. All right, I'm going to take this time to go underrated rivalry game, and I, I don't know. May, for some people, maybe this isn't underrated, but for me, it's underrated because I never think about it. But it is Oregon, Oregon State, the Civil War. Oh, I love that game. Watch it every year. Yeah. That's a good one. So much fun. Like it, it's a, and maybe it's just because like everyone thinks that Oregon is just. Like, in the last however many years, Oregon's just been a bigger slash better program. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I always feel like this is a fun game to watch. I've never seen it be boring. And the overall record is 67, 49, and 10. So it's, like, not altogether lopsided. And That's the a lot closer than I would have thought. Exactly. And the original trophy, uh, the original trophy was called the Platypus Trophy. And I think that's awesome. Hell yeah. Because it's like a combo duck beaver. There is that's great. genuine disdain from Oregon State fans towards Oregon because of the Phil Knight Mafia, and I love it. And <laughs> with, with their program on the rise, it is so much fun. Like That was probably one of the, the most fun games that I watched in college football last year. Like getting oh, Quiz, getting Quiz and James Rogers out there back in the day versus some of those Oregon teams. Like That's a ball. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for yeah, their kids to uh, shit on Oregon in like ten years. Hell yeah! I can't believe that that a lot rivalry is as close as it, as it is. Honestly, that's a great pick, man. So I, I, I didn't feel like it was like underrated. Like nobody thinks about it, but it's underrated for me that like I know it's not what I think of the first time I think of college football rivalry. Rivalry, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, Jake, you got two more. You got two coming out. All right, so for underrated, I'm going for a rivalry that uh, there's nothing that quite ignites conflict like religious disagreement. So I'm taking the Holy War, yeah. BYU and Utah. Um, for those of you that also follow the NBA, you're aware that like Utah Jazz fans are absolutely insane. And so uh -huh. I cannot imagine uh, the way that just thousands and thousands of Mormons that have been divided by this conflict just all together at once, red versus blue, just in that that uh, mountainous dark sky while all of us are asleep because it's on Utah time. Um, there's probably just terrible tales that go on uh, in the parking lot that we're unaware of. Probably. Yeah, that's a... Full disclosure, I had that one on my, I had that one on my name list. I wasn't sure if I should put that in name or underrated, so that's... Yeah, I mean, that's all these rivalries just have so much hate in them. But yeah, when you throw religion in there, that tends to light a fire under. And the games have been good be. and competitive. Like they're they both are very have been sound programs that have pulled off upsets. Um, and looking at the record right now, and it's uh, Utah apparently is sixty-two, thirty-five, and four. So uh, not that bad. It's only one hundred one meetings, but that's. Uh, they, they're both very, very fun to watch whenever everyone else is asleep and they're so you flip on DirecTV and Utah's playing. Yeah. BYU. Yeah. Great pick there for your underrated. That, those are underrated, right? Yes. Okay. All right. What you got next up for me? Um, I'm going to go and dip into overrated um, with two programs that are 
entirely elevated by uh, having cool helmets and being good in the good old days, and that's Florida State versus Miami. Uh, I, for some reason, I feel like there is always at least one large Florida program in complete turmoil. Um, and so that just makes it to where this rivalry's loss is juice. Uh, either both of them are in complete turmoil at the same time, to where it's just embarrassing to watch uh, towards the middle to end of the season, or one of them is. It's just entirely lopsided. But yeah, you see the helmets, you romanticize about it, and I'm sure that there's still hate between the two programs, but they both are just kind of laughing at themselves by the time that it's happened for the past like two decades. So I actually had that one in my underrated category. Just because it, it really? used to be, it used to be so good, and they hate each other so much. But now they're both kind of just like mid. But like they still hate each other, and it's still like I saw the record; it's like thirty-eight and thirty-five, so it's split pretty much right down the middle. It is even. Have you guys seen that? You could say that it is even because they flip flop and being dysfunctional programs for the past. But like, it, it, like we weren't born, obviously. But like in the eighties and nineties, they were both like dominant. Like oh yeah, both, no. both teams. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, 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 I could also agree that's overrated. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I like that one. Have you guys seen the tro- kind of on that tangent here? Have you guys seen the trophy for the Florida Miami rivalry? It's like a really, really obscure trophy. I didn't even know they had a trophy. It's called the McCalla Trophy. It yeah, the, so uh, yeah, fucking bad. We were talking about that. No one knows where it is. They're like, what it is? Like, yeah, they gotta find it. No, but that's uh, now that's a great overrated rivalry pick there, Jake. So next up in round four, we have got Charlie. All right. I got one that qual- it technically qualifies as a great name and a dead rivalry. I am taking it as the dead rivalry, and that is the Keg of Nails. Cincinnati, okay. Louisville. Yeah. And it was, in a, in a very fun circumstance, revived for their bowl game this year. Uh, but last before that, I think, was in like 2012 or 2013. Uh, when okay. they played, and the overall record is thirty twenty three and one, so it is a it has been a very competitive game over time, uh, and actually survived a lot of conference shifts up until the most recent one, uh, and I don't think it is scheduled to resume anytime soon. Uh, but I mean, talk about a, a group of fans who don't like each other and a game that's been fun over the years. The Saturn Bowl this year. Yeah. Was, I couldn't believe they put both of the teams on the same that side. That's so that funny. That was that Fenway? Wild. Yeah, the Fenway Bowl. Yeah. The Wasabi, Wasabi Fenway Bowl, which was not the, uh, <laughs> not a, not, the horseradish. Yeah, has, has nothing, nothing to do with, with Wasabi. That, that's, that's, a, that's a me exclusive on our bowl preview podcast. We should yeah, have like cloud storage uh, or something. Company. Yeah, storage. cloud storage. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, that's a uh, that's a good. I didn't realize that they hadn't played in, in that long. Honestly, like that yeah. felt like one that they would be playing more often. So you yeah, think, that's a great twenty thirteen. Yeah, I could see. I could Teddy see Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was the uh, the last QB for that one. Okay. Wow, blast from the past. Yeah, nice pick there, man. I'm also going to go dead rivalry, and uh, I'm going to do going to do the homer pick. I got to get it in there at one point. Notre Dame, Michigan. It's a dead rivalry right now. Not playing for like five more years or so. I might even be 2030, honestly. Um, 
really unfortunate that they don't play each other because this this is one that feels like it should be one of the more storied rivalries in college football. And obviously I'm saying that with a bias coming from my end, but it's two of the winningest programs in college football history that their history goes back so far. And just the fact that they don't play each other, it's just wild to me. I miss playing Michigan. No, I agree. We will always have Eminem in his uh, ESPN interview. <laughs> Eminem in the booth during that game. Oh, that was incredible. He did, he had no clue what he was doing there. Either that or that was one of the best bits of all time for uh, <laughs> for being in the booth with those guys. Like, I'm sorry, who's Denard Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my dead rivalry. That's uh, Notre Dame, Michigan. Had to get one Notre Dame pick in there. There was uh, that. That'll be my last one. So we are going yeah. to finish the fourth round and start the fifth with Bennett. Okay, I'll. Um, I've got a couple underrated ones here, but I'm going to go with this one just because it's been played for so long and. God, I really don't want to double up on Georgia, but I've got um, the Deep South's oldest rivalry with Georgia versus Auburn. Uh, they've been playing okay. been playing since 1892. Um, I think it's it's at 63 and 56 right now, and Georgia's won like the last six. So I mean, like without those, it's pretty much even. And it, I mean, like if you're if you're in it, kind of the way I am, like realistically, like I mean, it's gotten to that point where like they hate each other more than like Georgia hates Florida or even sometimes like the way Auburn hates out, like Auburn hates Georgia more than even they hate Alabama. So that's really why I'm throwing on there. And like some great games, especially back in like the mid 2000s, I remember like uh, Kenny Irons and like those games with Stafford and stuff like those were awesome. So yeah, I've got that one there. I like that one a lot. Yeah. That's, that's another one that, you know, just based off of the past few years, you're like, You'd expect it to be a little more lopsided, but yes, yeah, both. I mean, both teams have had runs of being very good, so that's that shouldn't be super surprising. Yeah, yeah I feel like uh, I find a lot of these rivalries by moments as well. That that game has had a lot of good moments recently. Yeah, Definitely even has. the um, the last couple of years have been blowouts, but like uh, right before Parson got there, like those games were still close, even though Georgia won. So mm -hmm. pretty good, yeah, and then. Uh, I guess I got to take a dead rivalry, and um, man, there's still some really good ones out there. But um, I guess I will go not with my homer pick, but I'll go A&M versus Texas. I mean, it was like it was always great having that game on Thanksgiving Day and just having it out there. But they'll get back the next couple of years, which will be exciting, I guess. I, I don't really like either of them, but it is what it is. Yeah, I have that one on my list as well. That's uh, it'll, it'll be fun to see them hopefully play each other more frequently. But I mean, the way the SEC schedules work out sometimes, like isn't it A and M hasn't played Georgia in like ten years or something like that? Uh, they played them whenever Kellen Mond was there, so it's been a while. Oh, they have okay. Maybe at home they haven't played them. Yeah, that long. It's, and I think they haven't determined if the SEC schedule is going to be nine or eight games. Um. And I think if they went eight games, they still won't play each other every year. And if they go, yeah. if they go nine games, they will play each other every year. Okay. So, and it, yeah. we're looking forward to having that one back. But I mean, I, I, there's a couple other dead rivalry ones that are still really good. I had the megaphone on my list, but that one's uh, 
that one's been dead for a little for a longer while at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's so uh, I'm done. You're done. I like that last take. I got to go with the wild cards, and honestly, I I kind of misunderstood the assignment on this one, and uh, was gonna just pick another one from the other categories, but. Uh, once Bennett threw his wild card out there, I did think of one. It's uh, Pat Narduzzi versus anything that can deflect blame away from him. Um, that man loves blaming other people for things going poorly like nobody I've ever seen before. Uh, that right. I thought yeah. you were going to say Pat Narduzzi versus being a competent football coach. That too. Uh, Pat Narduzzi versus the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this uh, God, this offseason when he blamed Whipple for the offense not being more uh, pass heavy or you know more dynamic, and then just that absolute dumpster fire of an offense they put out this year. Like, oh, that man loves to complain. So that's uh, Narduzzi versus the world. I guess is going to be my wild card rivalry. Good pick, solid. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all my five. I am now done. Charlie and then Jake, you guys are going to finish us off. So Charlie, you go first. All right, I so I have my pick, and it, it's definitely my pick. But then I have a second one that I just want to note for the record. Honorable mentions are always welcome. Yeah, we'll, we'll do honorable mentions. Okay, honorable mentions at the end. That's fine. My pick is obviously the Land Grant Trophy, which is the single greatest trophy in sports for a underwhelming rivalry between Penn State and the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, but again, it is the most beautiful trophy in sports. Fifty pounds of wood. Three figurines and a couple of uh, name tiles. Beautiful, wonderful, glorious. What you just described just now sounds like uh, someone giving you like a random grocery list at like Hobby Lobby. Like, like hey, I need all the parts. <laughs> Jake, you've, you've seen it, right? I have. It's glorious. Okay. 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 Jeez. I'm, I'm about to pull out all my wood shopping stuff at home and build a replica. If you if, oh, yeah. if if anybody has the time or inclination, I strongly recommend the um, athletic article about its inception because boy is it a, is it a uh, very fitting story for how it came about. Being this guy just put some wood together, made a trophy. Charlie, whenever I build it, we can send it back and forth to each other and be. $150 in freight charges each way every year. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> That'll make for a great robbery. I, I like that one a lot. Langer Trophy's great. So what's your... Uh, so is that your actual pick or what, is that your best That's pick? That's my actual pick. We're saving honorable mentions for the end. Gotcha. There you go. All right. Jake? All right. My last pick is a wild card. And I'm going to keep it simple, boys. It is Texas versus Horns Down. Oh no! <laughs> they they asked for it to be a penalty, and they made their bed, and now they have to sleep in it. It is it is taken over not just not just Texas sports, but just everywhere. You will be watching. I I like to imagine there's some some Texas football athlete out there just like like watching ESPN before he goes to bed at night, and it's like it is Tulane versus Houston women's softball. I think you'll just randomly see a, a kid in the crowd just like throwing down the horns down. And like, he's like, oh man, like they really hate us. Like, it is such an Im impactful mind game that they have to deal with now. Like, it is, it is absolutely absurd. Uh, they asked for it because they're so egotistical that they think that this deserves a penalty. Um, and so now they're going to have to deal with it. Like, it's going to happen 
uh, in Big 12 stadiums, whenever those schools root against them, it's going to happen in, uh, in whenever they join the SEC. Uh, but, yeah, it is it is never going to leave. It is going to be an immortal rivalry. Yeah, that as soon as they, as soon as you heard that they were going to uh, add, make that a penalty, that it was just going to be ruthless. Stop the shit imaginable. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is what it was. Right, that wraps, Good that wraps up the draft. So we got we've got honorable draft, honorable mentions now, and uh, I'll start with a couple of mine. Mine are going to be names. So two of them that I had were. The the duel in the desert, that's uh, Arizona and Arizona State. That's just a that's just a solid name. And then uh, this one more of a uh, this was a funny one. Uh, the Friends of Coal Bowl uh, between Marshall <laughs> and West Virginia. So big, big coal getting their name out there in the college football rivalry landscape. So that, that was uh, those were a couple other ones on my list there. I also had Bedlam and Holy War for names, um, but luckily, luckily I, I, not- yeah. I had I had Bedlam on there, even though it's obviously a shit show. So, how much other uh, honorable mentions do you guys? Well, I thought when Jake, yeah, well, I thought I thought when Jake said his that he was going to go with uh, Texas versus being back because are they? <laughs> Will they ever be? Sam nobody knows. Doomed them for another fifty years. So that that was that was why I I thought you were going right there. Uh, but my key, key one was uh, uh, the fake rivalry that the Big Ten tried to make between Penn State and both Rutgers and Maryland, uh, <laughs> which Penn State combined against the two schools is 73-5-1. and one. That's Just, you know, tough. Another, another way to say it, Penn State versus the respect of the Big Ten. Yeah. That is, uh, when you're last in, I guess you get the short stick when it comes long, to the long time, long time rivalries. battle that I've... Uh, that, I, that I've seen a lot of. Uh, some of my honorable mentions, uh, obviously the civil conflict that you guys love and adore so much um, that we tend to forget about. The long history between UCF and UConn. Um, and then another one that I think is underrated is UCLA versus USC. Uh, yeah. Just ultimately mm-hmm. just divides that city. Like we... We don't talk enough about how like Steven Spielberg and uh, George Lucas are just like placing bets on UCLA and USC, just like how cool that is. <laughs> and uh, like I, I feel like it doesn't get enough love just because it is. It's two programs where one is dominant in football, one is dominant in basketball. But I feel like their state is still there, the helmets are still there. So I thought that was really cool. Um, wild card, I have Dabo Swimmy, Dabo Swimmy versus public relations. For obvious <laughs> and I think I don't need to elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Mert versus leadership. <laughs> I had a I had a wild card one. It was the uh, for trophies of the five dollar bits of broken chair, the trophy between Minnesota and Nebraska, and it's literally just a piece of it's just broken pieces of a wooden chair. Yeah. Okay, Bobby um, Petrino versus motorcycle safety. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. Uh, um, another nickname that that I want to actually come into fruition is uh, I went I went to the Arizona State Notre Dame Shamrock Series game, and because Arizona State is the Sun Devils and Notre Dame is Catholic University, 
Uh, I want us to start workshopping this into the Eternity Bowl. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Nice. They never play, but that was one of the most fun crowd interactions I've had, and I feel like we need more religiously. Uh, that, seems, that seems like a well, dead, dead on that same note. Dead rivalry, Catholics versus convicts. That was a yeah for a dead one. That's uh, <laughs> that's on my list for a dead one. Yeah, uh, that's also a great name. That is um, a great name. Yeah, yeah. I, I had some dead ones. I had um, Colorado, Nebraska, and then Nebraska, Oklahoma. Um, and then I had back though with Dion and Matt Rule. Maybe, but they're still only going to play every like couple years. I think like it's not going to be too often. Yeah. And then, uh, just yeah, the homer I had, I had Michigan State Notre Dame on there just because it's the same as Michigan play every year. Yeah, Mega Megaphone was on. Megaphone's a cool trophy too. It's really cool. yeah, yeah. It was, it's, they play in two years, so it'll be back soon. Yeah, can't wait. For also, that. here here we go. Overrated Harvard Yale. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll congrats, you have the most at bats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just, just get out. I, uh, of no, I, mean, I, I don't want to disrespect the troops, so I'm not going to say that one. It's uh, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I no, 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 I wanted to go for it, but I, uh, you know, yeah, have it's, to it's probably, the probably for the best. And then uh, underrated, I yeah. had Oregon, Washington, and Clemson, Carolina. Those were my last ones. Those are good ones. I had uh, I had the Egg Bowl and overrated. I don't know how you guys feel about that one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's, it's a good game, and it's I, it, it, it's a it's a good game, but like, is it really one that people don't care about it? Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving game, which is always nice. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, yeah uh, they, they hate also, each other. I had Michigan Michigan State in my underrated, believe it or not, because that's one that I actually care about because. Uh, I I do not care about Ohio State and Michigan as much as the common man because I hate both universities. Michigan State, I can actually I can I can get behind Mel for that one game uh, just to see Michigan fail that one time, and and I know the hatred is there, and so I'm like I can actually take a side there, and I know and I know that there's uh, it's obviously the number two game on the season for Michigan, but it's Michigan State's number one, and so. I have it an underrated for that one as well as an honorable mention. I think for a while too, yeah, like once Ohio State was beating the crap out of both of them, it was kind of like that was the big game for both of them every year. Yeah. I mean, obviously Michigan State, but Michigan as well. They just that was didn't their Super Bowl. Yeah, they didn't want to lose the. That's the, the that's the origin. That's the origin of the uh, the land grant trophy. The that whole rivalry game is what's uh what the pearls the uh, old Michigan State coach. Yeah, not the rivalry game. Yeah, called up, called up Joe. Said, well, "Are you tired of being second fiddle to Michigan, Mich- uh, Michigan, Ohio State? Let's uh, let's let's build a a wood a wood structure." Yeah, and then um, I I, I had Red River and o- overrated. Mm. It's fucking whatever, man. Like I don't, oh, Jake, you're the Texan. You tell me. Um, you know, I I almost went there because I think that there's actually more hatred. Um, in Texas, Texas A&M, even though they don't play each other. Yeah. Um, I think the Texas A&M, they, they care more to see Texas lose than OU does, um, despite being in different conferences. Um, so I can see that. But in terms of uh, – it is an, an entire event, just having like a state fair and everything there. 
But I yeah, I can see where you're coming from that one. Yeah. And then uh yeah, dead, another Texas, Texas, Arkansas. I had them on there. Just don't play anymore. It is what it is. Yeah. That might change there soon. So we'll, we'll yeah, see. So they're talking about maybe next year. I mean, crap. Can't wait. I I'm already yeah. I'm already ready for next season. Yeah. But all right, fellas. Well, yeah, great draft. Uh, we've got everything documented there, so we'll keep track of that, and we'll po- we'll get that posted up. Uh, thank you guys for hopping on and talking draft with us. It was a blast, and thank you guys all for listening. Bennett, have fun in Vegas. Hey, last thing. Uh, what do you guys think about this piece of art? Mm, beautiful. Is... She got yeah. She's pretty nice. Beautiful. Look. Wow. Excellent. Real, real Excellent. fancy Excellent. art. Yeah, Vegas, I like right? I like the way the light plays. Yeah. <laughs> For the only, oh, only listeners, that was um, Bennett's light bright creation. He was showing. It. <laughs> all right, all right, fellas. We'll let you guys all go. Uh, thank you all for listening. Feel free to hop in the Discord, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, like, view, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And don't tweet at recruits. National don't signing day is upon us. Don't do it. Don't even do what it. About a- what about after signing? What about once they've signed? Then they're not recruits anymore. Uh, maybe don't DM them at least. Maybe. Actually, I take that back. Jaden Rashada showed us that uh, even after signing day, you're yeah. still a recruit. Oh, shit. We didn't, I can't believe we didn't even talk about that. We'll, have to, we'll put a pin in that for next week. <laughs> But all right, <laughs> fellas. Good, good night. Thank you all for listening. We miss college football. Bring it back. <laughs>